So we've made it to the future. Um, and I think the future is actually yesterday. Uh, in fact, if you, if you uh, quote a particular movie, uh, Back to the Future, that was in October 21, 2015. Um, so we've been in the future for quite a while. And for me and for a lot of you uh, in robotics and AI and the work that you do in IEC, the future that we speak of is is already here for most of us. Um, we're already working in, in a lot of these spaces and it's really the only advanced um, AI and predictives that are in test mode, but the tests have been uh, exponential. Um, and as the world um, sat by and paused during uh, COVID and the pandemic, the technologically advanced people they pressed the fast forward button. We hit the fast forward button. So interestingly, uh, for those that were with me uh, at the IEC meeting we had, I presented this slide, the mega trends in technologies for 2017 to 2050. Now, this is the work of Richard Watson from now and then, which was completed in 2017. And a lot of the things that he talked about during COVID have had the fast forward button pressed and has had amplification. As people stood sideways, uh, the electronics and the electro technology and our connection moved forward. The speed of change has only incremented in vast speeds of light and of technology and the state of change was and is constant. So for us, we are spending a little bit of time together talking about the future, but the future is right now. We have some work to do to install the future controls that we talked about in a forward tense in our, in our, in our safety in the future paper but it's now a past sense for most of the work that we do because it's now. Interestingly, COVID really brought safety to the fore. Safety became the new big. And for a culture to have its best strength, we have to engage with the work of all the players in the marketplace, investors, shareholders, organizations, workers, customers, engineers, designers. Together, we all have a part to play and we all have the affects and effects from safe products, services, activities and processes that we design. So during the pandemic, people started to demand safety trust. No longer we at the self-actualization phase, we are core basic down to food, water, shelter and safety. People needed to be assured that they would indeed be safe if they brought your, your products or used the services that we designed and our workers started to deeply care about their own health and safety and the health of their loved ones all at the same time. Safety became key critical with significant resulting financial impacts on organizations. And if you didn't manage the risk of COVID, you could simply not operate. 
The best performers, however, have been organisations and nations who provided safety trust to their customers and in all the products and services that they delivered to our people. Delivery of products in this manner is absolutely changing. No longer can we plan, design and release a product like this. The safety globally is on the rise and e-safety globally is instantly here and the actions in techs and clouds now matter. Financial impacts of social systems and interruptional costs are costing billions of dollars. For example, Facebook's interruption two days ago, which cost Zuckerberg $7 billion in an outage overnight. The issue that we face here and the fact that we talk to IEC engineers is it's you. It's the people that are sitting in front of us today who actually have the power to be able to design, test, release and develop products that are safe. It is in your hands. The kind of products that we have been designing in the past and letting go into the marketplace and having our customers test for us, this kind of design is not going to float in the future, especially if it's not safe. We're seeing product safety, our regulators and the people of the public and investors deeply interested in what we are delivering. No longer is it remotely acceptable for a factory robot to do things like this. And even just last month, in August actually, the United Nations in Geneva had their first official di diplomatic meeting on lethal autonomous weapon systems or killer robots. In nearly a year they meet again and we're talking about robot treaties. So again, we go to the design and the safety and the decision-making that these robots can make in their acts of, of service designed by us. Here we are, we have to work in harmony because the robots are here, we are here, and we are the designers of the robots. So if we work together, the best outcomes from robotics can be improved safety, can be improved health, can be reduced injuries and incidents. And it's the minds that we have sitting right with us now from your living rooms, from your offices, from your telephones at the airport. You are the people who have the power to make this change. And we need to work out those details. And of course, it's, it's for us before the laws come into play. So of course you spoke about the laws and if they've changed in Japan. In Australia, in 2018, I wrote a book called Risk Dollarization and we identified the challenges in the AI and robotics elements of law because they were not nominated throughout our legislation. Today doesn't need the law to change, it requires us to make those safe design decisions to ensure that change. Cyber attacks are normal now, every day, daily people's identities, money and, and, and aspects are stolen on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Just this year, we had a first death reported following a ransomware attack in a German hospital in September 10. So when we've never been more connected, we're also never been at more risk, which means that it's up to us to ensure that when we place our designs and systems, that we are thinking about it. It's now time. It's time all over the world, in every clock, in every place that we have, to start helping to move in the right direction. We at IEC have always stood for making the world a safer place. We just need to design the new and the next wave most carefully, as it has more impacts as the technical steps between humans and robotics and AI and automation are much more complex than they ever have before. The lion with the bow, if designed well, is the best tool we have. But if we don't design the bow and the lion in the best sense forward, we have got a challenge. So again, I remind you, it doesn't take the law and the standards to change, it's on us and our design. Finally, because of COVID, all around the world, being a good corporate citizen in the sense of making sure that you provide a safe place to work, safe place to visit, safe products or services, started to deeply matter to organisations and nations all over the world. And it started to fit into everybody's strategy to make their operations survive and even thrive in the pandemic environment. When the financial experts around the, around the globe start to say that safety is part of the social license to operate, our stocks go up because we're assured eventually of a society where people are not harmed from our work and it seems like a huge step closer. The thing is for all of us that we have to understand is that safety has become material, super interesting to shareholders and to stakeholders. And interestingly, the people who fund us, the people who pay for our designs, the people who want us to make things for them, they have been never more interested in measure, marking and monitoring our work and our designs in fact that they are safe and when they release products that they're going to have a great outcome from the service they're providing. The reputation aspects of poor product safety have never been more important as customers are now deeply caring about safety. In Canada alone, the interest in safety has increased to 82% of regular citizens caring for themselves as a result of our pandemic. The investors now want to back safe businesses, safe organizations, safe designs. When they look at an organization to invest in, they want to see E, S and G. Now the S for society, we've got to keep society safe. The G to ensure the governance of the products we're designing are not going to end up on the front page of the newspaper, are not going to be a mass recall because they're catching fire on every application. We need to make sure that the products that we design now are going to be shaking our tail feather for the investors to back us so we can do more great phenomenal work. 
When the definition of material alters, our measure, measuring sticks of success have to change. In the past, our investors wanted to back fast and cheap. They don't want fast and cheap anymore because they know that it's normally a unicorn and that they're often riddled with mistakes. So now our investors are looking for sustainable products, ones that are safe for society and for the end users and for the people that have to maintain them. We are actually waiting and need you, the engineers and the designers and the dreamers, to dream ethically in a way that seems all the steps from start to finish. Imagine if you, as a design engineer, could help make this change for society. You could help lead the next steps for us around the world. This paper lays the groundwork. You've already had the platform for years because you are standing on the platform of we want to make the world a safer and safer and more conforming to design place. But now it's up to us to take that design to the next level. And we know that you have the world in your hands. So thank you, because I know that you're all ready to take these next steps.